This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Lawmakers ask Trump to press India on fair trade. USDA praised for allowing emergency CRP grazing. And senators unveil a bill to help farmers buy new equipment. When Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi arrives today at the White House, Senate and House lawmakers want President Donald Trump to put pressure on the visiting dignitary to lift India's trade barriers. India's trade offenses include unscientific sanitary and phytosanitary restrictions in U.S. farm goods, and they need to be done away with, say the top Republican and Democrat on both the Senate Finance Committee and House Ways and Means Committee. In a letter to President Trump, the four lawmakers said, while Indian businesses continue to benefit from open U.S. markets, India has failed to eliminate or even address completely multiple trade and investment barriers that have been the focus of recent bilateral and multilateral fora. At the same time, India has imposed several new significant barriers that have harmed U.S. producers across all sectors of our economy, including services, manufacturing, and agriculture. Prime Minister Modi's visit provides an opportunity once again to press India for results. The lawmakers pointed out frustrations with India's biotechnology approval system and the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative agrees. The USTR and its annual report this year on trade barriers said India's biotechnology approval process is slow, opaque, and subject to political influences. India has banned U.S. poultry for 10 years because of supposed concerns over bird flu, and the country's complex and confusing bureaucracy continues to effectively block U.S. pork exports, that according to the USTR report. USDA praised for allowing emergency CRP grazing. The USDA's decision on Friday to allow drought-stricken ranchers in Montana and North and South Dakota to graze their cattle on Conservation Reserve Program land is getting high praise from lawmakers and from farm groups. National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson said many producers have already been forced to make the difficult choice to downsize their herd. Without relief, many more would have to make the same decision. Such significant herd downsizing, especially in the context of a flooded market and low prices, threatens the long-term viability of many of these ranches. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue said he made the call to allow grazing on CRP lands. Those are acres the government pays farmers not to plant crops on as a part of a program to protect environmentally sensitive land because of severe drought conditions documented on the U.S. Drought Monitor. South Dakota U.S. Senator John Thune said of the drought, portions of South Dakota are in the midst of one of the most severe droughts we've seen since the disastrous 2012 drought. I'm glad to see USDA take these important first steps that will give our farmers and ranchers additional pasture as they cope with these tough conditions. While the decision is good news, there's more that can be done, Thune said, including opening up these lands to hang. I will continue to work closely with USDA to ensure all that can be done is being done. Senators unveil bill to help farmers buy new equipment. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts and other lawmakers introduced new legislation on Friday to help farmers afford new tractors and other equipment to bring in crops. 
Roberts, together with fellow committee members Amy Klobuchar, Democrat of Minnesota, and John Tester, a Democrat of Montana, said the Agriculture Equipment and Machinery Depreciation Act will help farmers replace old combines by changing the U.S. tax code. The bill would create more beneficial depreciation schedules for most farm equipment. Chairman Roberts said this common-sense legislation will give farmers and ranchers the certainty they need to invest in new, more modern equipment so they can create more jobs and growth in our communities. A five-year depreciation schedule allows for predictability and fairness in our overly complex tax code, giving the agriculture community the ability to produce more efficiently and at a lower cost. U.S. Dairy Group encouraged by EU court decision on non-dairy dairy. U.S. dairy farmers have long argued that soy milk is not milk any more than soy burgers or beef, and they recently got some vindication. In Europe, the National Milk Producers Federation on Friday declared a victory when the European Court of Justice ruled that producers of plant-based dairy alternative products could not use words like milk, cheese, or yogurt to describe their products. National Milk Producers Federation President Jim Mulhern said, The European Court of Justice did just what we're asking the FDA to do, uphold and enforce the current standards of labeling for milk and milk products. Brazil to fight back on U.S. beef ban. The USDA announcement last Thursday that it was banning Brazilian beef was a sharp blow to the South American country. Blairo Maggi, Brazil's agriculture minister, said he's preparing to come to Washington to personally lobby against the decision, that according to a report by the Financial Times. Maggi's quoted in the story saying, We have to fight because this market is a very important market. We will try to resolve this matter as soon as possible since the Brazilian livestock is going through a difficult time. Unfortunately, we have been suspended. We will try to rehabilitate the market. The USDA said it was forced to erect the ban after an unusually high number of shipments from Brazil were rejected because of food safety violations over the past several months. USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service said it rejected 11% of Brazilian beef shipments, about 2 million pounds since March. The average rate of rejection is 1%. The move was lauded by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association President Craig Uden, who said this action is the result of USDA's strong science-based testing protocol of imported beef, and this proves that our food safety system works effectively. Micah released from hospital. Matt Micah, a former congressional staffer and Tyson Foods lobbyist who was severely wounded during a congressional baseball practice on June 14th, was released Friday from George Washington University Hospital. The family said in a statement, We are truly grateful for the compassionate, world-class care provided by the doctors, nurses, and team at George Washington, and we will never forget and continue to be grateful for the heroism shown by U.S. Capitol Police. We truly appreciate the prayers, words of encouragement, and support from Matt's friends, family, and people across the nation and the world. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 26th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, 
I'm Jeff Daly.